Welcome to Brad Golf Podcast, podcast for the average golfer. My name is Dermot Bradfield and golf is in my blood. Join me as I fumble my way around this fascinating sport. Welcome back to Brad Golf. It's the 27th of June, 2020. This is episode five of the Brad Golf podcast series. Today, I'm going to look at my best round to date. I'm also going to go through a fun fact of the day. In fact, I'm going to tweak that one a little bit today. And also, Rules Corner. As usual, please do subscribe to the podcast, Brad Golf TV, on Google, Apple, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Republic. On social media, please follow, like, retweet, share, etc. On Brad Golf TV, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and you'll find bradgolf.ie on Facebook. Feel free to contact us as well at bradgolftv at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. So let's set the scene. It's the 6th of August, 2018. Lovely sunny day. And I'm playing in the Radisson Blue Junior Scratch Cup at Donabate Golf Club. Anyone who knows me will know that I'm a huge fan of Junior Scratch Cups. Junior Scratch Cups are typically played by golfers with a handicap between four and nine, depending on the club, but in around that range. Single figure, low handicap players. All of the players in that category play off a scratch handicap. In other words, they play off zero handicap on the day. So it's your gross score that determines the winner of the cup. Each club would host a junior scratch cup once during the year. So Donabate Golf Club hosts theirs typically on the August bank holiday weekend, which in this case was the 6th of August, 2018. That was, it was a dramatic day for a couple of reasons for me. One being it was the day I shot my lowest ever gross score. And also it was probably the most intense game of golf that I was ever involved in. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring you through a hole by hole of the adventure through my best round of golf and the junior scratch cup of 2018 course for the day was red blue and on a bait first hole on red is par four i hit a drive down the left hand side it wasn't a bad drive 232 meters and it left me a nine iron to the green but sadly i three putted three putted for five bogey on the first hole my playing partner on the day mark Mackey, he started with a par good start so i'm one down here we go. Moving on to the second hole, par three. Second hole on red, par three, is a medium length par three, for want of a better word. I think on the day it was measuring about 170 meters. I decided to play my three hybrid, trusty three hybrid, which I placed onto the green. Two putts, par. Happy to get off that hole with a par and one over at this stage. My playing partner, Mark, had an exceptional hole, scoring a birdie. So he's now one under, two ahead. And we move on to the third hole. Third hole in, in Donabate on the red nine is quite a short par four. Good drive here should put you inside 100 meters on approach. I had a very wild drive. That's putting it mildly. It was 234 meters again. It left me 105 meters into the green through threes. Somehow I managed to do that. Treaded it through the threes onto the green and I got... Two putts for a par, that leaves me at one over. My playing partner, Mark, he had 
a par in this hole that left him at one under two shots ahead. Now we move on to the fourth red. This is one of the more difficult holes on the red nine. It's a long par four, typically left with mid irons into the green here. A really good drive might get you inside the 150. On the day, I hit my third drive that went exactly 234 meters. There seems to be a trend here with my driver, considering on the first, the third and the fourth, it went 234 meters. My drive was a little bit on the right, but if you're going to play this hole, that's probably the way to play it. You miss left and you could get blocked out. You miss right and you have an opportunity into the green as it's a bit of a dog leg from right to left. So from the right hand side, just off the fairway, I played a six iron to the side of the green, one chip, one putt, scramble par. And at this stage, I'm one over par after four holes. My partner, Mark, he pars this hole. He's still one under. So still that two shot gap as we move on to the fifth. The fifth is a relatively straight par four. My drive was not 234 meters, I'm glad to report. I had a good drive this time, 254 meters. But it was on the left-hand side of the fairway, just off the fairway, in fact. It left me a lob wedge that I placed on the green, two putts, another par. So I'm on the par train at least. I'm quite happy with that. I'm one over after five. My playing partner, Mark, well, guess what? He pars this hole as well. He's still one under for the day. Two ahead. So we move on to the sixth hole. Sixth hole is a tricky hole in that it's quite narrow and tight with trees on both sides. I had a bit of a disaster off the tee. I pulled it left again. It only traveled 208 meters, but a lot of that was the trees and it dropped into a hazard. I had to take a penalty drop, put my seven iron onto the green, two putts, and I walk away with a bogey. Happy to get a bogey considering there was a penalty in there. I'm now two over after six holes. My partner, par machine at this stage, he's, he's parred this hole and he's one under, three shots ahead. Seventh hole. So seventh in the red nine is a very short par four. Drivable if you want to take it on, but there's water hazards to the right and you've got out of bounds to the left. So there's a likelihood of issues and problems here in taking a driver off the tee. I went with seven iron off the tee. I placed it middle of the fairway. It actually left me a hundred meters from the green. I put my, my 50 degree onto the green, two putts, another par. So at this stage, I'm two over par after seven. My partner gets another par. He's one under, three ahead. Move to the eighth. The eighth is par five, 238 meter drive around the corner. Played three hybrid down the fairway, just short of the green. Lob wedge onto the green. Unfortunately, I missed the putt. Two putts for a par. I'm still two over after eight. My partner makes his first mistake. The front nine gets a bogey here brings him back to level par. Two shots in it now. The ninth hole where things change quite dramatically. The ninth hole I had a good drive 228 which left me a tree hybrid to the green and I sunk the putt. Bit of a raker but it was a good putt for birdie and that moved me to one over front nine. My partner had a nightmare on this hole. Mark got a six which moved him to two over on the day. So a three shot swing Put me one ahead of Mark at the turn. Mark scoring 38, two over par. I scored 37, which was one over par. Onto the 10th hole. So we're now onto the blue nine. The 10th hole is a par four. I had one of my biggest drives of the day. 
258 meters, gap wedge onto the green two putts for par. My partner gets birdie. So we're back to all square, both sitting at one over par after 10 holes. Onto the 11th. The 11th is a par five, 232 meter drive, tree hybrid to the pin high, lob wedge and a putt, it's a birdie. And all of a sudden I'm back to level par after 11 holes. My partner gets par, so I'm one ahead. Onto the 12th and the blue, this is par three. Took my eight iron, left it short, but I scrambled up and down. That's a par. I remain at level par after 12. My partner Mark bogeys this hole, so he's now slipped to two over par, two behind. 13th hole. This is the index one on the course, four blue. It's quite difficult that you hit to a fairway that's almost running perpendicular to the tee box. You've got water on the right, you've got trees left and right, got to be very accurate off the tee. So I took my tree hybrid, 196 meters, and I hit it again, but I choked down the second time, which went 161 meters, onto the green, two putts, delighted to get off the index one with a par, and I'm level par. Mark on the 13th gets a par also. He's now sitting on two over par, two behind. 14th, a really, really bad tee shot here. 187 meters went left into the trees. I'm left with difficulty. I tread a seven iron through the trees and onto the green, but I'm left with a really long putt. And naturally enough, I don't get the putt, nor do I get the one coming back. My second three putt on the day, that's a bogey, and that moves me to one over. Mark on the same hole scores par. There's one shot in it. I'm one over, he's two over. It's getting close as we come down the stretch. Move on to the 15th. Played a tree hybrid off the tee here. Adrenaline starting to rush, so I felt a driver might push me close to the end of the fairway here. So I hit a tree hybrid, 220 meters, my 50 degree onto the green, two putts. I'm still one over with three to play. At this stage, it's looking like we're the both of us are in a real chance of taking this trophy. Mark on the sixth hole of the 15th in, in this case gets a par he's two over so i'm one over he's two over this is the kind of score that you'd be looking at to win this trophy so we're both looking looking good at this stage 16th hole is where things change quite dramatically 16th is a, a difficult part three typically measures in around 190 to 200 meters i took my tree hybrid and i pulled it Seems to be the story of the day. When I miss, I miss left. Pulled it quite a bit and I'm blocked. Out comes my lob wedge and I don't quite make it onto the green. I have to chip and I chip to eight feet. Miss the putt. It's a double bogey. Bit of a disaster and a momentum switcher because my opponent, Mark, gets par. And it was a raker of a putt to get par. Real match play putt, if you will. This stage, things have switched. So I've now slipped to three over par. Mark is at two over par. On 17, a short par four. It's all about getting your drive away. And guess what? I pull my drive. So the drive gets pulled significantly to the left, only travels 171 meters, catches the trees, all sorts of difficulty. But I managed to get a nine iron close to the green, lob wedge on, one putt, scramble par. And three over par after 17 holes. Mark steady on this one. He gets a par. 
two over going down the last. So at one hole to play, I know that it's quite likely one of us is going to win the scratch cup here. I know I need to birdie this hole to have a real chance. It's par five. It is reachable in two if you get a good drive away. On a day, there was a bit of a wind against, which made it somewhat of a challenge. But I felt while standing on the tee, one down, I was going to need to go for this one. So I hit my drive, not the greatest of drives, of course. I pulled it a little bit to the left. It only traveled 222 against the wind. Mark was in the middle of the fairway, but a bit shorter back than me. He laid up. He knew that a par was going to be probably enough because if we finished levels, he'd beat me on the back nine. So he knows a layup is the right call. And it sure was. I stood up with my tree wood and I know Mark was hovering. He had a look to see what shot I had. And really, I had little or no shot. I was blocked with a tree in front of me. It was going to need to be a cut to get around the tree and towards the green. I had my tree wood in hand because I had 212 meters there thereabouts to the pen. Having to play a cut against the wind was going to need everything I had to get there. I stood over it and I said, do I go for it or do I just lay up down the fairway and hopefully get that birdie? Well, I thought about it and I thought about it for a couple of seconds and I said to myself, it doesn't matter if I finish second or 22nd. This is about winning it and it isn't too often I'm going to have a chance to have the opportunity of winning a scratch cup. In fact, this was the first time I was ever really in contention for one. I felt I would never forgive myself if I didn't go for it. And you know what? If I don't pull it off, this goes in the water. If this goes in the tree in front of me, then at least I can say I went for it. And I, I tried to win it. So I took my tree wood and I hit a dream fade is about the best way of putting it. A dream fade. It finished pin high just off the green. A small chip for eagle. So at this stage, Mark is feeling the pressure now because he knows that I'm very likely to get a birdie and there's a chance of eagle. So he puts his third on the green. He's got a putt for birdie, but it's not a gimme by any stretch. Looking at it, I felt like, yeah, he'll do well to get it. If he gets it, there's nothing I can really do about it. There's a chance he's going to get a five here. So I felt my chip was the opportunity. If I could sink this, I'm going to beat him by one. Or at worst, he'll beat me in a count back if he gets his birdie putt. So I hit the chip. For a minute I hit the chip, this was in the hole. Saw tracking, tracking, tracking. Just the last second, it moved to the side of the hole. Fortunately, I missed. It was a tap in for birdie. Finished the day 74. Two over par for the day. One over on each nine. Mark. Missed his birdie putt, got his par, and he finished the day two over par. Mark was two over for the front nine, level par on the back nine. In fact, on his back nine, he shot one bogey, one birdie, seven pars. Steady as a rock on the way in, in fairness to him. So that meant on a countback, and how countbacks work is it goes down to the last nine. Mark won it on the last nine because he was level par on the back nine, whereas I was one over. Looking back on my metrics for the day, this is the first time I'd ever shot 74. My previous record was 75. 53% fairways hit, so 8 out of 15 fairways. Not a great return. When I missed, I typically missed left. 3, 4, 5, 6 of my fairway misses were on the left. So 
So there was a lot of a lot of missing left going on there, which was unfortunate. Greens in regulation was pretty good, 72%, 13 out of 18 greens in regulation. That would be above my average for sure. On the front nine, I just missed two. And on the back nine, it was three. So greens in regulation was quite strong. Putts per hole worked out at 1.8 on average, 1.8 putts. Sadly, though, there was two three putts. So the first red and the fifth blue turned out to be my three putters. There was a few one putters in there for sure. A couple of scrambles, a couple of birdies, 1.8 putts per hole. In total, there were 11 pars, three bogeys, three birdies, and one double bogey, leading to the two over par. Longest drive in the day was 258 metres, good smack. So all in all, it was a steady round for me. I think, you know, to shoot 74 off a five handicap is a good day. And you've got to be happy with it. Off the back stakes, in the heat of battle. But after the round, I don't think Mark and myself were ever as exhausted. And, you know, I'm glad we're good mates because we were able to, you know, enjoy and celebrate his victory and celebrate the two great scores. We were able to enjoy that as much as it was horrible to lose. To lose to Mark was something I could I could live with and something I could take. But I don't think I've ever been as exhausted after a game mentally drained from a match. It was match play. Let's be honest about it. It was match play, match play all the way home. We were matching each other shot for shot. There was never really more than a couple of shots in it as we moved through the holes. So it was like a match play competition, but match play, we were both playing to the best of our ability. We were scrambling, we were getting the odd birdie, there was momentum switchers, and ultimately really it was decided on the 16th, disappointing double for me, and a remarkable power for Mark on the day made the difference. That two shot swing turned the match in, in a way that was very hard for me to recover from, I felt on that on that 17 tee box, I needed to finish birdie birdie to have a chance. That was my first real close encounter with a scratch cup. It was the best round of golf I played. And to this day is my course record, Donabay Golf Club, hopefully to be beaten soon. My target for 2020 was to shoot a level par 72. That's really been disrupted by COVID with months and months of no golf, particularly at the start of the year with, with weather situations. And now clearly with our COVID situation, the amount of golf that I've been able to play has been dramatically impacted. So the ability to shoot 72 this summer has been put under serious stress, but I'm still hopeful that I can beat that score before the end of the year. So to conclude, Mark, you robbed me and you know you robbed me, but I'll be gracious in defeat and say, I couldn't have lost to a nicer guy. So today's fun fact isn't actually a fun fact. So today's fun fact corner, though, is an opportunity for me to wish a belated happy birthday to two great fans of the pod, Donald O'Hagan and Orla Tracy, both members at my own golf club, also fans of the pod. They both celebrated big milestone birthdays this week. So from Brad Golf to you, a happy birthday. Now, welcome to Rules Corner. Just a little bit of an update on something interesting that's taking place at the moment, it could be something that you could sign up for. So if you have an interest in the rules of golf or you find them quirky or interesting, there is the opportunity to complete some certification with the RNA. And my own personal journey in this is that I've completed 
certificate level one with the RNA, which was completed online in December of 2019. And the GUI and ILGU have just announced their level two online rules school, which is available for just 20 euros at the moment. The RNA level two rules seminar is presented by the ILGU and the GUI. Course participants will have access to 10 online sessions covering all aspects of the level two rules seminar. The sessions are presented by referees from the Irish Ladies Golf Union and Golfing Union of Ireland. There's an exam that's completed at the end. So in order to complete your level two, you have to pass that exam. And there's a one day practical session that will be arranged at a later date. Incredible value for 20 euro. I think it's essential for all golfers to do something like this. If you want to sign up, check golfnet.ie. And it's one of the latest news items regarding their level two online rules school. So just confirm this podcast is not sponsored in any way. All views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which I have been, am now or will be affiliated. Please do subscribe to the podcast, Brad Golf TV. You'll find me on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google, etc., etc. Please follow, like, retweet and share on social media. It's Brad Golf TV on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. On Facebook, you'll find me at bradgolf.ie. And you can also drop me an email at bradgolftv at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you in the weeks and months ahead. You've been listening to Brad Golf Podcast. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please do come back soon and join me for another round.